Are you tired of being told what to think and how to act? Well, you are not alone. In case you haven't realized it, you have an internal GPS. It knows all you need to know about how to live your life. So it's about time you stopped letting the media and the government tell you what is true for you. In fact, it is exactly that time. It's time to think for yourself. And here to make sure you're doing just that is your host, mediator, author, and lawyer, Carol Gold. Hi, it's Sunday, November 19th. I'm Carol Gold, and welcome to Think for Yourself. This week, there was a lot of reporting on the Osama bin Laden, I think it was a Letter to America, that he had written. And apparently on TikTok, it went completely viral. And an awful lot of young people, and I say young because probably the ones that I witnessed commenting on the letter, which they had read for the first time, were in their 20s and at the most 30s. The comments from these people were really astonishing. And that's what a lot of the reporting has been about. It's been about how these young people reacted to the letter. And they reacted in a way that, for them, opened their eyes to how terrible the United States is as a country and how we kind of deserve what we got in terms of 9-11 and other adversities that we have around the world. I remember 9-11 distinctly. Anyone who lived through it will remember it. You know where you were. You know exactly how you felt as the day unfolded and one tragedy after another occurred. But I had never read the letter from Osama bin Laden. I had no idea, actually, quite honestly, that it existed until this week. So I thought if I was going to talk about it, if I was going to talk about the reaction that these young people had, and I was going to have my own commentary, I needed to read the letter in order to do that with integrity and authenticity. What I found in the letter was quite enlightening to me, but perplexing at the same time. I say enlightening because the letter does prompt certain thoughts within any American who would read it about things that we may have done militarily around the world or even cultural problems that we have. And I'm going to get into that later. However, the perplexing part was how these people on TikTok and elsewhere could have read this letter and selected out only those things that would make them righteously indignant or seemingly righteously indignant while discarding and completely dismissing the rest of the letter, which is blatant on its face, a threat, a promise to destroy the Jews of the world and the people who live in the United States, which is why I find it so bizarre that these U.S. citizens are now rallying around Osama bin Laden's philosophy as if he had something of merit to say. So let me just go through some of the thoughts I had when I was reading the letter. First of all, the letter opens, the very first line says that the Quran, Islam, gives Muslims permission to fight against disbelievers 
that's given to the believers. So believers, meaning in Islam, have permission to fight against disbelievers. Now, let me tell you what a disbeliever is. And maybe I'm not telling you, maybe I'm addressing all of those people who commented on TikTok and elsewhere who are so incredibly anti-American. A disbeliever is anyone who doesn't take Islam as their religion. That would include every other conceivable religion in the world, every atheist, every agnostic. So if you're on TikTok and you've read the letter and you read the first line, you need to know that the fight that's coming to you is coming from radical Islam and it's coming at you and will kill you unless you accept Islam as the one and only religion. And, and there's more of that later. Again, he says that the Quran allows for removal of the governments and that that's an obligation to remove other world governments in order to make Sharia the supreme law. Sharia law, right? So burqas and women as chattel, as property, and all of the other things that later on I will go into that are the object of derision and destruction under Islam. He goes on to say that if the West is waiting for anything, we shouldn't wait for anything other than jihad. Jihad, resistance, and revenge. These are pretty strong words, right? Jihad is holy war. It's a war against everything in the world that isn't Islamic. Again, I'm reading this and I'm thinking, what are these young people thinking? What are they thinking when they read this? Do they just skip over this stuff till they get to the part they like? I don't know. It went on to say that Jews in Israel were planning to destroy Al-Aqsa Mosque. Let me say a couple of things about Al-Aqsa Mosque. Number one, there is no plan to destroy it in Israel. Number two, the Israelis, ever since they've been in control of Jerusalem, have always given Arabs the freedom to worship in Al-Aqsa Mosque. They, the Arabs, claim, Palestinians claim, that it is the holiest place in the religion. However, if that were true, they wouldn't turn their back on it and pray to Mecca. They don't pray to Al-Aqsa Mosque. They're in Jerusalem. If it's the holiest spot in Islam for them, they should be praying there to that. No, they turn their backs and they pray to Mecca. So this claim that it's the holiest place in, in Islam is a farce. But more importantly... Even if the Jews wanted to destroy the mosque, what they'd be destroying is a mosque that was built on top of the original temple, Solomon's temple, which is biblical. And it was built there deliberately when the Muslims and the Crusades invaded and ransacked Jerusalem. Because that's what Muslims do when they conquer a land, they build their mosques over existing churches or synagogues. The letter went on to say that the American people, now I'm not talking about our government, I'm talking about our people, our everyday citizens. He says in the letter that American people choose consent and affirm their support for their government. 
and the American people have the ability and choice to refuse policies of their government. So he's saying that American people, the citizens of the United States, are responsible for the attacks against the Arab world. And this is why, he says, the American people cannot be, and this is his phraseology, cannot be not innocent of all the crimes committed by Americans and Jews. Okay, do these people on TikTok realize that he's saying that you personally, because you're an American citizen and you have the right to vote, are responsible for who your government is and therefore you're responsible for any adversity, any attack, any deaths that occurred in the Muslim world. They're coming for you. They're coming for you. They're coming for you because you're not a Muslim and they're coming for you because you're an American. So it's a little strange to be all excited about the points that Osama bin Laden made in his letter to America. And again, he makes the point that Allah has legislated permission to take revenge. Legislated permission to take revenge. Now, at the same time, he he talks about it as being a religion of ethics and peace and morals and principles. But yes, absolutely legislated revenge. So I guess everything Hamas did on October 7th is sanctioned by the Quran. And then he goes on to say, what do we want you to do? Meaning, what do Arabs, Muslims want Westerners to do? Well, the very first thing he wants us to do is to take on the Islamic religion. The religion, as he says, of all the prophets. And I think he starts with Abraham, and then he goes to Moses and Jesus and everybody until Allah. And Allah becomes the sort of the uh, supreme prophet. So he wants us all to take on Islam, the religion of jihad, the religion of holy war, so that Allah's word and his religion will reign supreme as the religion meaning the only religion. So Catholics, Christians, Buddhists, Taoists, you name it, you're done. You're all done. The second thing he wants us to do is to stop our oppression, our lies, our immorality, our debauchery that has spread among us and to reject fornication and homosexuality and intoxicants and gambling and trading with interest. So this is all very interesting to me because many of these people who are railing in favor of Osama bin Laden and the Palestinians and are out there to castigate the Jews, many of these people are homosexual, they drink, they may gamble, they may loan or trade money with interest. I don't know if they have mortgages or I'm not even sure, you know, all of the categories that would fall into that, even a loan third-party loan, all of you, you're all a problem for Osama bin Laden and Islam. And you're the ones that have to be killed. You're the ones that have to be eradicated. Because if you don't stop that behavior and you don't take Islam as your religion, well, then you are an unbeliever, a disbeliever. He actually says we are the worst civilization that has ever been witnessed in the history of mankind which is interesting because, but for the West, most of the modern conveniences that exist in the world wouldn't be, nor would the incredible decrease in world hunger be, but for the West. 
And of course, ultimately, according to him, it's all the Jews' fault because they took control of the economy, they took control of the media, and they've taken control of all aspects of our lives. I'm not sure where all of that factually is found in our everyday existence in the United States, but according to him, that's what happened. So let me go a little bit into the immorality, because this is where I think he hooks these young people. This is where he gets them in the letter. He talks about how we permit intoxicants, their production, their use, and their trade, meaning alcohol. He talks about how we forbid the trade of drugs, but we're the largest consumer of them in the world. He talks about immorality. He accuses us of incest. He mentions Clinton in the Oval Office and what happened with his uh, sex act there. And he says there was never any punishment for him. He talks about gambling, and he says companies do it too. They invest their funds in, you know, suspect investments, and the criminals become rich, criminals being the CEOs and the officers of corporations. He says that we exploit women. He says we trade sex in all its forms, directly and indirectly, meaning indirectly through the media, through movies, through our, through our literature, through our culture. He says AIDS... AIDS was a satanic American invention in order to spread it and kill Africans. He says we've destroyed nature, we dropped an atomic bomb on Japan, and we want freedom only for the white race. He wants us to stop supporting Israel. He wants us to stop supporting India against the Kashmirs. He wants us to stop supporting Russia against the Chechens. He wants us to stop supporting Manila against Muslims in Southern Philippines. Because if we don't do all of what I have just laid out from Osama bin Laden's letter to America, that was such a hit on TikTok, then we should be prepared to fight with the Islamic nation, the nation of monotheism, the nation of honor and respect, the nation of martyrdom, about which he says, the nation that desires death more than you desire life. So there it is. There it is. This is the letter that was so well received and shocking to these people on TikTok and elsewhere. Shocking because they had no idea that they were living in such a horrendous, cruel, completely immoral country. So I want to say a couple things about all this. If you're under 40 and you're not a liberal, you don't have a heart. And if you're over 40 and you're not a conservative, you don't have a brain. I love that expression because I understand it totally. When I was in my 20s, my parents were very conservative, and I was a screaming liberal in my 20s. I wanted to right every wrong. I wanted every oppressed person and, and community and nation to be you know, uplifted. I didn't know how you did any of that, but I knew that that's what I wanted because that's what was right. That's what was just. That's what was compassionate. 
And that's how young people are, because until you are literally out in the world doing things like having a family or getting a regular job that you show up at every day, be it in your own home or elsewhere, until you have debts and obligations and until you try to actually function in society other than as a dependent of your parents or as a student in college, which continues to be dependency, until that happens, you do have a very idealistic view of the world. And it's not bad. It serves its purpose. But there comes a time when you have to grow up. Or you continue to live in a fictitious reality that exists only in your mind. And what happens when you do that is you take that simplistic look at things, you become an adult and then in age only, and then you use that perspective to look at the world in a very narrow, very constricted way that allows you to bring those liberal thoughts forward and apply them to a complicated world. You know, I talked about wokeism in the last episode, and I talked about how wokeism, the zealotry of the woke movement comes from its complete focus on destroying everything that exists. Every system that exists, they want to destroy. The problem is they have no solution for what they do once they've destroyed what is. They have no plan to build. It's destruction for destruction's sake. And what they're missing in the the letter from Osama bin Laden to America is that he also plans to destroy everything that is in Islam, but he has a plan. Islam has a plan for what happens after the destruction, and that plan is Sharia law, religious and non-religious Sharia law. The courts are run by the clerics, the government is run by the clerics, and your life is run by a strict code that if you break it, if you're gay, if you drink, if you want to transition, if you have special pronouns that you want to be known by, you'll be dead. You'll be dead because that's the punishment. It's all or nothing with Islam. So I asked myself, how did so many young people grow up to a certain age without their mind having matured? And that goes back to the education system. And that goes back to what I've talked about on several episodes, which is that starting in the 1970s, the Arab world began to pour money into our education system to influence it, both at the university level and subsequently below as it trickled down, so to speak. And so we've raised probably two generations for sure who, number one, were never taught to critically think, And I know this because you can't read the letter from Osama bin Laden to America and be a critical thinker and miss 80% of the letter, which is condemning you for the life that you're living in the freest country of the world. Now, does he have some points about culture? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've talked about it on this show. I'm not in favor of transitioning children. I'm not in favor of abortion. I'm not in favor of an open border. I'm not in favor of the extent that pornography and fentanyl both are tearing our culture to shreds. 
he has a point. The problem with the people who read the letter who can't critically think is that number one, they're woke. They're into the oppressor slash victim mindset. Everything is seen through that lens. So if you read the letter and you hear how oppressed he thinks the Arab world is, you immediately side with him and you side with being the victim, which is what all of these woke people are victims in some way, shape, or form. Even if you use the wrong pronoun, they become a victim. If there's a microaggression, they're a victim. They're a victim of everything. If they're of color, they're a victim. If you read that letter, then that's your mindset. And you miss the ability, which would come with critical thought, to understand that 80% of that letter is about your destruction. It's about your death. It's about the revenge that they're allowed to take on you as a disbeliever, as he says. So to the young people who listen to TikTok, watch TikTok, get their news from TikTok, and a good percentage of them actually do get their news from TikTok, but who are influenced by TikTok, I would say this to you. You are most likely in a category that would either get you thrown off a building or beheaded or raped under Islam. So if that's the future you want, then go get your Osama bin Laden t-shirt and wait for the day when you either get an opportunity to wear it with purple hair and tattoos and visit, quote, Palestine, or wait till Islam arrives here. And then maybe you'll ask yourself if maybe I should have read the letter just a bit more critically. Thanks for listening. I'm Carol Gold. I'll be back here again next Sunday. And until I am, by all means, think for yourself. Carol thanks you for spending your valuable time with her. It is her mission to empower you to remember how smart and capable you are. Be sure to check out Carol's website, carolgold.com. That's carol with an E, gold.com. Please leave a review and subscribe here so you'll be alerted to Carol's next podcast. Until then, above all else, remember, it's time to think for yourself.